When I was 11, I met my first love. Quickly, I was swept up in a wash of emotions happiness, longing, angst, frustration. But unfortunately, from the start, I was doomed because this love could never love me back. And that's because my first love was a video game. A video game called World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft is a massive online multiplayer game. In a nutshell, you select an avatar of a certain race and class where you level up and play with others to get stronger and better gear. 15 years ago, when it was released, it was perhaps the most ambitious game ever made, setting a precedent for just how huge and immersive video games could be. I funneled hours into the game, racing home from school to play, forcing my family off the computer, and demanding my friends jump online. To this day, whenever I think back to playing WoW, as it's commonly called, it always brings up this feeling of what can only be described as nostalgia. Have you experienced this nostalgic feeling towards a video game? 100%. It's always this lingering emotion, I suppose. It's like a little bag of sweets that like, I probably shouldn't put my hand in too often, but when I do, it's like, ah, all these times, all these memories, you know, it's kind of like reflecting on a journey. This is George. George is an avid video gamer and, like me, holds nostalgia towards games he's played in the past. I could probably trace it back to when I was about three years old. My uncle had a PlayStation 1. And I have very vivid memories of sort of playing with him and my brother, my cousin, walking into that room now, which, you know, looks very similar to how it was. That definitely triggers a lot of memories. Like, you know, I, I see where the PlayStation was. You know, I remember the music that was playing. And, you know, instantly it's, we're back to that. Nostalgia among gamers is super common. And just about any gamer you meet is going to have a similar story, including this guy, Aaron. I remember with my cousin, we were about probably 10 or 11 or something. I used to go over to his house, hanging out as kids, playing some games, like all these good memories that your, your brain kind of brings back up. But nostalgia in gaming is becoming so much more than just an experience. It's becoming a selling point. Today, why the future of video gaming lives in the past and how game developers are making money off of your nostalgia. This is Think Digital Futures. I'm Jake Morecambe. There might be some people who listen to this who don't play video games, have never played video games, and maybe in some cases dislike them altogether. How would you equate the experience of nostalgia? Nostalgia isn't just a video games thing, it can relate to other mediums. If you grew up watching a certain TV show or film that you've rewatched loads of time from when you're a child, people might gain a similar sense of nostalgia from playing video games. This is James Sweeting. James's research looks at the link between nostalgia and video games. He points out, while we usually think of nostalgia as something positive, that's not how it was originally imagined. 
the original way that nostalgia was thought of was a negative experience, taken quite literally of being homesickness. When it was originally coined the term, it was by someone called uh, Johannes Hoffer, who was a Swiss physician. And how he came up with it, he noticed that Swiss mercenaries, when they were out doing their jobs and away from the Swiss out for too long, were almost having this like crippling sense to their mental state. And they thought that by returning home might be able to cure that. So in a sense, this longing for the past or a different location can be a very damaging thing. The way we think of nostalgia now, however, is almost romantic. There is a tone of, of, of sadness sometimes to it, where it's like, you know, this is, this is a past I won't be able to revisit. It's almost like missing something. Yeah. Missing the way something was. Mm-hmm. Definitely. For gamer Aaron, it can also wash away any trace of negativity. You load up a game you haven't played in ages and don't remember the bad stuff. Or any bad memories. You don't care about, you know, the time you fought because they stole a pen or whatever. Like, that doesn't come up. It's more, these are the good things that I tie to this person and the game. Nostalgia is a very personal experience, and everyone has their own triggers. For me personally, I've often found the Legend of Zelda series to be quite nostalgic, but also I find it the music that is quite a powerful thing. It's often the musical notes and how they're reincorporated into later games that really stand out. It does harken back to the past and the memories I had with that growing up that really do stand out. For Aaron, it's not so much the elements of a game, but simply just thinking back to that time. A lot of nostalgia is like hanging out with friends. It doesn't matter what game we're kind of playing, it's more what we were doing, what we were thinking, what we cared about at that point. I miss being in the situation where the only thing I had to worry about was some assignment coming up instead of, I'm finishing uni and I need to start paying for things and find a job, like there's more stuff. I miss the the situation we were in is kind of what I miss more than the actual game. Do you think there's something particular about video games as a medium that triggers nostalgia over other mediums? I think it's wrong to just say it will only apply to video game, but I do feel there is something to video games that possibly makes it a little bit stronger. It's certainly that interactivity element of it. We feel possibly an even greater part of a game that we've been playing and also because we might spend even more time with it. That level of customizability, that open world kind of stuff, putting myself into a universe, it's something you don't really get the ability to express in other forms of media. And don't get me wrong, I love music and I love movies and all that stuff. Um, But I think games to me is something that it's the experience. I think that that definitely plays a role in nostalgia, definitely. As gaming communities have grown and connected online, nostalgia has become a hot topic of conversation, and the industry is listening in. When I started researching nostalgia for my PhD, it seemed like there was a lot more games that were trying to look back to the past. More developers are releasing games that revert to old styles and graphics, really putting nostalgia at the fore. When you had the Xbox 360 and PS3 first came out, it was all very much about HD graphics. How can we make games look better than ever before? That was how games have really been focusing on for 
quite a long time. But what I noticed was that the next lot of consoles, the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4, I noticed that a lot more games were then starting to focus on looking like older pixelated games or bringing back older genres. But this goes beyond aesthetics, with developers straight up offering a nostalgic experience. I've seen it multiple times on kind of marketing blurb for certain games where they do very much try to sell it as a nostalgic thing. James says nostalgia is incredibly attractive, as not only does it lure in those who've played similar games in the past, but a new generation of gamers who weren't around for the originals. With the video games medium, especially with the online presence, there's almost like a collective memory that goes along with it. So for me, the Legend of Zelda series, I actually came across almost 10 years later than they did come out. And with Ocarina of Time, my first experience of the game was actually the GameCube re-release for it. So whilst Ocarina of Time is very much seen as this mid to late 90s experience, for me, I was experiencing it in 2003. So my nostalgia for that particular game is very much different to other people's, but it does allow possibly developers that opportunity to look back and not to go, oh, we're going for a certain time period, we're going for a certain aesthetic as well. But developers leading with nostalgia, James is cautious of. I'm personally a bit critical of that. I've, whilst there is a play for using nostalgia in your game design, when you're using that as the core point, I almost feel like you're losing the point of doing so. That if why is it you want to make something nostalgic? Is it for personal reasons or are you just trying to make a quick buck, as it were? So it could be used as a marketing ploy because imbuing games with nostalgic qualities, whether that be the aesthetic or the soundtrack, there's a real difference between trying to make a game nostalgic versus someone having a nostalgic experience. Yeah, I mean, it could still provide some kind of nostalgic experience, but the rationale behind it will possibly be leaning more one way than the other. Gamer Aaron has a similar take and says it reminds him of the recent wave of Disney movie remakes. Let's take, like, Disney, for example. If you told my brother to go and watch Beauty and the Beast, he would say, no, I don't want to watch it. It's like, a, I don't know how old it is, like 15, 20, probably more. I don't, I'm bad with dates. But when it gets remade and with new visuals amazing i've obviously watched it so great visuals new cast that you kind of know it's like oh i'll go watch it i know the people that are in it it's no longer animated it's you know 3d stuff like that so for getting a newer typically younger audience into something i think it's really good some people going oh it's amazing i loved watching it i love the story and others going it's just the same story over again nothing has changed i think it'd be better to see them doing something with it changing the story a little bit, taking it from a different perspective, depending on how you look at it, might be better in a way that, you know, Disney has rapidly changed from the, the format of European white damsel in distress that needs saving from someone else. But going back to an, an old story that you know that works and people like and will bring an audience. It ultimately, at this point, seems like nostalgia is a selling point. Oh, yeah. While some developers sell nostalgia, not all gamers have an issue with this, as many are asking for it. 
A few weeks back, Blizzard Entertainment, who make World of Warcraft, released WoW Classic, stripping away seven expansions worth of content to reinstate the game to its original form. And this wasn't Blizzard's initial brainchild, it was the fans. I think a lot of it has come from gamers themselves. And with the example of WoW Classic, in a sense, it all come from the modding community. The modding community are gamers who have savvy enough coding skills that they can alter the back end of a game. We did a story on this a couple of episodes back called The Modders. You can find that in our podcast feed. Some modders, I believe, were able to basically recreate their own version of WoW Classic unofficially and got it up and running, and people were flocking to that. But that does kind of stand on a grey area, especially illegally grey area, because they're using someone else's intellectual uh, property. But they also kind of puts Blizzard in a difficult position, because if you take that away, well, then you're angering some really quite passionate fans. But at the same time, if they don't, well, then more people could do things like this, and it set quite a bad precedent. So I think that's why ultimately they did create this official version, and it does seem to be doing very well. The launch of WoW Classic was so successful that the game started to crash because so many people were logging in at the same time. Most players had to sit in queues to even be able to get into the game, some waiting upwards of 650 minutes. James points out, This is the power of nostalgia, and people are willing to wait no matter what. He does wonder, though, how long this will last. In terms of the longevity of something like that, I don't know how long that will last for, whether they'll get to a point where a lot of people playing it going, well, I've almost got like my fill of nostalgia and then stop. Typically, how long does nostalgia last? (laughs) I mean, I don't think you can really put an exact timeline on it, but it could really be something that is very much relative. It could be relative to the individual, and it could also be relative to the experience itself. And as you said, you get your fill, and then you're over it again. (laughs) Yeah, quite possibly, and then you're trying to find the next nostalgic fix. Gamer George has tried chasing nostalgia, but in his experience, it's pretty hit or miss. Have you ever tried to recreate a nostalgic moment? Yes. First one is RuneScape. I've revisited that. And I think yeah, it's very difficult to get people motivated to play something, you know, with you when they have no nostalgic connection to it. And you're sort of here like, I, I want to I wanna go back. I want to revisit and re-experience this. But it's never exactly the same. Because I'm thinking I want to go play WoW Classic Yep. in an attempt somewhat probably to... Revisit, yeah. yeah, revisit and experience what I felt, what you're talking about. But the people who I played with are no longer in my life. Yep. And knowing that I won't be able to recreate that or experience that nostalgia is a bit of a pit in the stomach feeling. Yes. Yep, I feel that. You've felt that? Yeah, definitely. It's definitely hard to recreate those exact experiences um, because people change. And I think, you know, they develop different interests and they have Um, different ways about going about their life obviously we expect time to do that to people do you think that chasing nostalgia is futile to a certain extent chasing nostalgia will always be futile especially if it's personal nostalgia because you'll never truly be able to reclaim that experience because 
reclaiming a space is incredibly difficult and reclaiming a time is difficult so in that sense it's futile but if you look at it in the sense to try and think well let's see how much of this I can reclaim and almost be very rational of how you approach it it is still feasible to regain some of that and I think even just trying to reclaim a little bit of that can still be quite rewarding to an individual. While a mixed bag Gamer George doesn't think gamers and developers should shy away from nostalgia. As a budding developer himself, he does believe there is a way to master the art of nostalgia in-game, without it being tokenistic. You know, I'm no expert, but game design, you know, is all about creating that experience of fun. You're you're an engineer of fun, is is what uh, someone told me. Um, An engineer of fun. An engineer of fun, yep. You've got to create an environment for the player to create an experience. In that sense, nostalgia plays a part of that. And so you're saying you're designing with nostalgia in mind. What does that actually mean? I think games need to encourage players to experiment and interact with things that perhaps they weren't expecting. Giving players the tools, whether it be, you know, a combination of four spells or, you know, this is my character loadout and this is what I can do. You know, all these combinations of ways of playing the game, I think, encourages people to create these moments that they had not expected and no one else did. And I think that's what creates something pretty memorable and special when it comes to um, nostalgic moments for the player. He's also hopeful that by considering nostalgia in video games, more will start to see them as an art form. Just the fact that a game is an interactive source of media is enough to create some sort of memories that uh, you can jolt back towards, you know. I think it comes down to what experience do I want to feel in this game? And it's not necessarily about expressing onto something that looks real. It's about expressing something that, you know, feels real emotionally. Think Digital Futures is made possible with the support of 2SER Radio, the University of Technology, Sydney, and is heard around Australia via the Community Radio Network. Think Digital Futures is made in Sydney, which sits on Gadigal land of the Eora Nation, whose sovereignty was never ceded. You can subscribe to Think Digital Futures wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jake Morecambe. Thanks for your company.